Welcome to the No Picks After Dark podcast. I am your host, Aaron Dante. Today we have two, maybe three, special guests coming on the show. Um, it's, it's, these are one of the people that I've been trying to get my best to get on this show. We had something set up earlier this year, last year, didn't work out, but finally they have time, I have time, and we made it happen. So without further ado, how are you guys doing? Jason, Nicole, how are you guys doing today? We're doing really good. Um, we're just kind of relaxing at the end of the day right now. Yep. Um, he's having a beer. I'm having a glass of wine. <laughs> that's a beautiful thing. That's, that's how you unwind. That's definitely how you unwind. So with you guys, tell us a little bit about you guys, because you guys are, I'm going to tell you, my favorite restaurant in Baltimore City. All right. Thank you. Silver Queen. I'm, uh, I've been holding out because I've been waiting for this time to talk with you guys. Um, <laughs> When I have friends that come in town, I take them to Silver Queen. When they come from a state, anywhere, Silver Queen for brunch. Can't go wrong. Dinner, can't go wrong. So I am so excited to have the one and only Silver Queen owners on the show. So, <laughs> so give us a, give, give the listeners a little bit about you guys. Tell them a little bit about you guys uh, personally. And where, if you guys are from Baltimore, Maryland, or, or from Maryland, give us a little background. Uh, yeah, so we're both from Maryland, but from different parts of Maryland. I grew up um, in and outside of D.C., right along the D.C. border in Silver Spring. Um, I moved to Baltimore in 2000. I, yeah, 2000. So I've been here for 20 years now. Yep, I grew up in Sykesville, uh, Carroll County. Uh, not much to do out there back then. <laughs> we got our first McDonald's in 1980. And that was a big, big day. Uh, we got cable in 1988. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was it was backward. Um, and I moved to Baltimore in 1993. I think I turned 21 in Baltimore, maybe 22. Now, did you guys both have a passion for food during that time period? Like when you guys moved to Baltimore? I've, I've always had a passion for food. Um, my mom is one of the most tremendous cooks I've ever met in my life. Um, and the majority of my memories around childhood revolve around her and food. And when I was little, she would take me down to Main Avenue in DC to the fresh seafood markets. Um, we ate a lot of fresh vegetables during the summer and often our entire dinner would be silver queen corn and sliced tomatoes. Um, so that passion for food has been instilled in me from, this is our third, uh, Astrid, our daughter. <laughs> Um, that passion for food has just been something that I've grown up with. And it's just always been a big, big part of my life. I have always enjoyed eating food. <laughs> um, and my mom, my mom was a really good cook. My grandma, grandma Guido was, um, made really, really good lasagna <laughs> and really good Italian food. And I've always liked that. And, um, I've always managed to be partner up with people who are really good at cooking. I kind of fell into it. <laughs> how did you guys get how did you guys meet just curious uh what through was it through a restaurant possibly or no, food no, or we met, no we met at a bar at a rock show <laughs> we met at the very old auto bar yeah the first auto bar fun fun now <laughs> what now what was your first job in the restaurant industry what did you what was the first place you guys ever done uh, worked in? i worked at clementine uh before that we had we did a barbecue stand at the tuesday market Oh wow! I'm at Clementine, which led to a led to Silver Queen Cafe, basically. What about um, you? Hospitality, rock band, rock. Okay, 
I was rock band. Rock that's that's why we met at the rock show because I was rocking. I so, what's your band. instrument? What's your instrument of choice? Then I'm I'm curious now. I didn't know you played music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did not. I never knew this. I you just taught me something new. So, what music do you like? What's your what's your thing? Like, what's your all kinds instrument? of music? We we like all kinds of music. I we like listen. punk. <laughs> <laughs> Punk, uh, heavy metal, um, old R and B, old R and B. A lot of Latin jazz, a lot of um, Afro Cuban music. I like seventies um, funk. Yeah, all uh, all of it. All the seventies stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I like That's rock, fun. punk, and like <laughs> pop. Okay, okay. What's your favorite artist then? Uh, Billie Eilish. Okay, okay. I, I've heard I've heard of her a couple times. I've heard a couple of her songs. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Black Sabbath. Okay, that's nice. (laughs) So when did you guys figure out, like, all right, I'm working at Clementine. I want to do my own thing. Silver Queen. The name, I think, does the name come from the corn? Is that what I'm hearing now? The name comes from the corn. Okay. The corn that he and I both grew up eating um, during our childhood. And it's as, you know, I feel like if you grew up in Maryland, you grew up eating Silver Queen corn. Yeah. Um, from the Eastern shore. So it was just kind of a natural fit since we like to focus on the foods, the type of foods that we both grew up. So that, I guess, so you, so Clementine closed up as I recall, right? Yeah. Clementine Something like closing that. Up. I happen to notice that at, at one point Cosmos, there's a place called Cosmos. And that's the building that we're in now. That was a pizza place. They put their building up for sale. And at the time I, kind of kicked it around in my head. Maybe it'd be neat to have a small place like that. But at the same time, I was at Clementine. I was like, well, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to move across the street and try to open up across from Clementine. When he decided to, well, when he had to close, when Clementine closed, I noticed that Urban Soul had done its run maybe about seven months and they were no longer in the building. They claimed that, you know, we were, we were noticing every time I went to work, I noticed that Nothing had been touched in that place. So I kind of started calling to find out the landlord's number to see if it's something that we would be into, that we could get into. And just kind of went from there. wrote a business plan. Woke up every morning at five in the morning and wrote my business plan. I didn't think I could write a business plan. I did. Um, We signed a lease and we had it open within two months. Now, how, how did that conversation go between both of you guys? You're like, honey, I want to, I, I want to get her own restaurant. Yeah. Like, uh, how does that happen? I mean, I always like to, we like to talk about inter- entrepreneurs and I well, love like, what's that, what's that story? How's that go? We knew Clementine was closing. So basically it came down to, do I get a job or do we open our own place? <laughs> uh, I figured being in the line of work that I'm in, if I were to get a job as a chef or a sous chef or a line cook anywhere else, I'd have to start at the bottom and, or maybe even as sous chef and work crazy hours. Now, if I'm going to work crazy hours, I might as well work crazy hours for myself. Nice. Nicole, what about, what about you, Nicole? What was your thoughts going into it? My thought was, let's go for it. I tend to fly by the seat of my pants anyway. So it sounded um, plenty fine with me. (laughs) Uh, I tend to have to get a job elsewhere. And I certainly didn't want to work outside the house. So yeah, let's open our own business. Yeah. Now, op- is opening a business as stressful as buying a house? Yes. Would you like? I mean, going through the whole process, of, like stress of like just uh, everything, no, looking through yes. it. 
I, I think it's more time consuming. Definitely more time consuming because it takes months to get everything lined up and, yeah. and especially writing a business plan. Normally when you get a loan to buy a house, you don't have to like write a multiple page business plan complete with diagrams of how, of, of cash flow charts and all that kind of stuff. You just, you basically try to get the loan and if they like your credit score, they'll give you the loan. But nice. This is a lot of work. Yeah. And it was a lot of work that went into it once we signed the loan papers and got everything, all that taken care of. Um, just getting the business up and running and putting out so much money to buy everything that everything. we needed Plates, and know. figuring out how the systems were going to work. And, and um, yeah. we had a team of great people that helped us. Our um, server, Kelly, who was, has been with us from the get-go, um, helped us get that business up and running. And we love her and she's an amazing person. Um, without her help, I, I, you know, it, we couldn't have done it without her help. Kelly's amazing. I, I knew Kelly from down. She's working in Canton back in the day, correct? Is What's that, that? Kelly, did Kelly used to work in Canton, like downtown? Yes, she did. She did, yeah. Yeah, that's how I, that's how I know her from, from the pickle pear places down that way. Yeah. So. That's she's, how I she's know been her. in the industry for a long time, and she has a lot of knowledge um, that she was um, kind enough to share with us. Yeah, she is old school, Ken. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So you opened up, you're about to open up. How did you engage the community? How did you say Hamilton, Lauraville, Northeast Baltimore, we are here? How did you promote yourselves? I mean, I think people are in tune enough to just notice, like, when a place opens. Um, we. I guess there was a little bit of, of, some people knew me from Clementine a little bit. So yeah, I was the brunch chef there for a couple of years uh, and I worked there for five years. So it, it was sort of, some people may have been aware of it and, you know, Clementine name probably helped a little bit with that. Like, oh, the guy from Clementine is opening up, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and through social media, really. I mean, we've done all our engagement through social media and um it's worked. It's worked in our favor. Was it very? Was it important for you guys to have your own business in your community? Community that you live in was yes. that very important yeah, for you guys? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've lived here for a long time. We bought our house in two thousand three, um, and we've seen a lot of changes uh, and a lot of places come and go in the community, specifically in that stretch of Harford Road. So it was important for us to kind of put roots down there and see if we can be part of the neighborhood. Um, it, I like it better than maybe being somewhere like Fells Point where you're just one of a million restaurants. Um, this yeah. to me just feels cozier. Now, what trials and tribulations uh, did you guys have to go through when like just before starting? Was there anything that was something like, hey, you should look out for this next, if you, if you try to do it all over again, is there anything you would correct going for, like a second time? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's just some things that, that you come across that you don't realize you're going to come across, like like BGE scammers. Like, <laughs> I remember one time being in the middle of a very busy, like, prep shift, and it's five o'clock, almost 5 o'clock, and I'm flipping out, and I'm almost, maybe I'm not going to be ready, and the phone rings, and somebody's like, this is, we're BGE, and we're going to turn you off in an hour if you don't pay us $1,000, and I'm like, wah! <laughs> you know, then I learned it was a scam, and, you know. But, but also things <laughs> like... Uh, you know, the seasonality of the industry, basically, when the slow months are and yeah. um, really how to plan that. for that and how to ride those out yeah. uh, and how to take advantage of the busier months and how to those. Speaking about that, so give us a little give us a little insight. Um, what's the busy time? What's the slow time? 
for this area, for the Hamilton Laurel area? What'd you say? It's interesting. It's surprising because um, we've managed to um, buck some trends when everybody else is dead. We're kind of busy. Um, but I've noticed that like there's weird things like the third week in May is dead. Like there's this weird things like that where you look at your numbers for the last five years and August actually is really busy on Wednesdays and Thursdays. And when school starts back up again, Wednesdays and Thursdays stink. So it's oh. like, there's just, it's, it's days of the week versus months of the year. And, <laughs> and, you know, obviously the weather has plays a part in it. Uh, if it rains for four days straight, the fifth day it stops raining, everybody comes out, you know? <laughs> it, wow. It, I did not know that. I did not that you notice. Now I will tell you that another thing that's really popular with you guys is who takes the photos for you guys? Who does the photos? Okay. I've heard from so, you know, we all eat with our eyes. We do. Yeah. And <laughs> I've talked to several people that don't even live in our area. And they look forward to you guys posting. They look forward oh! to they, So I just give you a little FYI. They look forward. I mean, they live in Bolton Hill, Bells, Canton. And I have friends who come. They don't even tell me they're a Silver Queen on brunch. They're up there like, oh, oh we just had brunch at Silver Queen. I'm like, thanks for not calling me. I would have came. Nice. <laughs> But I will tell you, that's one of the big important things is that the photos do a million. So kudos to you, ma'am. The Thanks. Yeah, are, they, I'm, I'm a photographer also. So um, okay. that works in our favor, too. <laughs> yeah, people, they, I mean, we eat with eyes, you know. And, and when you see something, nice. like, amazing, you're like, wow. So I know a lot of my friends who love the crab pizza. Like, I like the crab pizza. Uh, yes. You know, there's, and there's so many countless things you guys have with your menu. The fries, disco fries, right? Disco fries, right? The disco duck fries. Duck, yeah. Disco duck fries. Okay. Yeah. And when you guys do um the brunch, I mean the shrimp and grits that we're we'll get to the brunch. We'll get to brunch later. But <laughs> it is, I'm getting hungry right now. I'm thinking about all this food that I miss. So I definitely um can't wait for you know going down the road to talk about it. So you know, being owners in the community and working hard and doing what you guys do every day, how has the community embraced you guys as far as how they said, hey, you know. This is a place where you see a lot of your neighbors, people you see at the at, at, at Swan Lake, things of that nature. Like, how have they yeah, yeah. embraced that, you know, Silver Queen? You know, it, it feels like it's been really good. And the truth is, we've made friends with people that we didn't know in the community before. People that we literally met through the restaurant and ha- are now a part of our lives. Um, when people come and eat, it feels like it, it feels like family coming to eat. Um, yeah. just because we have regulars and we get to know them, we get to know what they like. And, you know, our servers are on, um, on very personal, uh, you know, relationships with them and, and knowing who they are and where they want to sit. And, um, so I, I think that part's gone really well. They've made us feel incredibly welcome and like a necessary part. Um, yeah. you know, when they come in for the celebrations and they come in for their anniversaries and they, and they come in for the kids' birthdays or the adults' birthdays or grandma's birthday. Uh, it just feels really great to know that we're where they want to be. Um, again, because I this to us is an extension of our home. We both like to cook. We both like to entertain. We both like to make people happy. Um, so it, it's a good feeling to know that people are getting that vibe from us. Yeah. All right. So this question wasn't on wasn't on the on the questionnaire, but. Uh... What is you both of you guys? What's your go-to meal? Both of you guys. What can you make that's your go-to meal? 
Like if I came over your house right now and you guys are both cooking, what would be that go-to meal that you would come out and say, this is like the best of the best? Oh God. I don't what know. Just, I, the ribs like, yeah. I make really, oh, really the best ribs amazing ribs. Okay. Okay. Um, nice. Summer cooking wow. is my favorite cooking just because the vastness of the ingredients. Um, Jason, what what do you make really good? You make really good stuff too. Jason makes us breakfast every morning and the breakfasts are always delicious. So he wow. Belgian waffles, like yeast oh. Belgian waffles. Um, he'll make pancakes, obviously. Oh. Um, yeah, since I typically handle dinner, he handles breakfast. That way none of us are running, yeah. you know, Sometimes twice. Bring a piece of rockfish back from the restaurant. Yeah. We'll do dinner. Crab cakes. He makes the best crab cakes. Okay. He- Okay. Now, how did you guys pick your menu? How do you, do you guys consult? Do you guys sit there and do some research like of the seasonality of the foods? Because I know you guys do a lot of season things. I mean, yeah. I used to come there a lot for the peach. You did the peach fritter, right? Was it the peach yeah, fritter? We're doing you did? Peach fritters. Yeah, 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 yeah I remember yeah. that. Because peach is my thing. I love anything with peach in it. And you do your peach yep. fritter, and I was like, with ice cream, and it melts. It's yeah. just the most amazing thing. So I'm plugging a lot of your food right now. It's, it's, it's delicious. I will tell you that. Uh, you did um, I mean, yeah, we 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 know what's coming in, and we just base our menu around what those things are are going to be when they come in, and, and and what I have a craving for. Honestly, that's yeah. a big part of it. Is you know what this week I want to have? This is what I want to have this week. It's just something yeah. that pops into my head. I'm craving it. He listens to it. And he says, "Yeah," and he figures out a way to make it work and put it on the menu, and then I get it. <laughs> Every now, and then, I like that. We get a uh, maybe a bad meal at another restaurant. And we want to make that up and we'll put that on the menu just so we can, <laughs> so we can have a good a version of that. Do you ever like, do you guys go out to dinner a lot? Like do you a ever lot. have a chance to either go out and try out different restaurants in Baltimore? Yeah, we go, we go out a lot. We did obviously we, before, yeah, no. but um, yeah, a lot of that is that by the time, uh, by the time our, our weekend comes around, we've been cooking enough and we'd like to go out and eat something. So typically we'll have dinner here Sunday night just because he's exhausted when he gets home on Sunday. But Monday and Tuesday nights, we definitely go out to eat. Um, we have favorite restaurants in the city. And I love going and trying new places. I mean, it's something that we definitely love to do. Nice. What is you guys, What is your favorite dish that you guys serve at your restaurant? I do love making the shrimp and grits because <laughs> it, it, like, I already know how good it tastes to me because I love it. And Every time I make it, it just smells so good. Um, you know, every component of it just put together, it looks beautiful to me. So that's one of my favorite things to make. I'm a big fan of the mac and cheese in the fall with the blue cheese. A lot of my favorite things in it, it has, it's full of veggies and it's just full of that really good, warming, cheesy sauce that you need once the weather turns cold. So, and you know, it's pasta and um, I do love it. <laughs> Nice. Now, if you guys could retire right now, say you could retire right now and leave leave everything, what would you want people to remember Silver Queen for? Um, for our service, for being yeah. a place where they could come and feel taken care of and like they're not just customers, but like they're part of something else. Yeah. Like, you know, we like, like they're our, our friends. Think of our dining room as an extension of our dining room. It's not huge. So it doesn't hold a lot of people. So, you know, we're one of those restaurants where the owner and one other person can cook everything for you. 
it's not just tons of people in the back making all kinds of stuff. It's, you know, this is our life and, and, and we put that into our food. All right. So we're going to switch topics a little bit. So right now we're on uncharted waters. Uh, things are a little crazy in the restaurant industry. Um, right before we did this, inter- before this interview, uh, Governor Hogan said restaurants couldn't open up. If- what are your thoughts going forward, man? You, you know, you, you, like you said, you have small square footage. Um, would you guys ever think about using BB&T's parking lot next to side it and say, hey, could we use it at nighttime and have a outside dinner? As just thoughts. What do you What are you guys' thoughts going forward? With everything going with how the world's going. Right? Um, I I would personally love to do that. I know that their drive through remains open all the time, so it becomes a an issue with finding a place, a safe place to have tables. Really, what we'd have to do would be to set up in their parking spaces and only their parking spaces. Um, Logistically, that becomes an issue. Yeah, because there are some cle- the some of the spaces in that lot also belong to the cleaners. So we can't, you know, we can't do anything there. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's challenging in itself. I would love to do it. Um, it would take a lot of finagling and getting people out of that lot in time for us to set up tables for dinner. So it's a difficult proposition. Yeah, and our dining room at 25% is like nine people. So it'd be hard to get a server to want to, come in all night for nine people and, and not get that much money. <laughs> so are, have you guys thought about any like just plans, maybe like just doing continuing? I know you guys are doing takeout now. Yeah. Um, we're getting uh, a window put in. Yeah. We're having um, in what was the children's area, the kids play area, which quite frankly is not going to be able to come back in the foreseeable future. Um, that's just the way things are, you know, kids put their hands and their mouths and everything on everything. And we love them, but we have to think about other things now. Um, so we're having a carryout window put in where that area was, and we're going to serve carryout directly from that window. That's our immediate plan. And to open back up, instead of doing dinner once a week, to open back up with abbreviated hours, um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night dinners, and then Sunday brunch. Break breaking news, folks. It's breaking news. That's breaking news. I, don't know, I don't know if that's on social media yet, but that is breaking news. Heard it news. first. <laughs> heard yeah. It first. You, yeah. Wow. That, I never thought about that. Now, when I think about it, that does make sense. Yeah. Was, yeah. That, was that a tough decision for you guys? I know the good feeling about going to your places is family oriented, like you said in the beginning. And you can bring, I have a 21 month year old son, and he loves playing the kitchen that set. You know, he likes hanging right. out. So was that tough for you guys to come up with that and say, hey, we can't do this anymore? And Yes. Absolutely, it was. Yeah. I mean, it's been part of our identity. But it's just, yeah, it's just too much. I mean, we, we had to take the toys out of there um, in early March. Once we saw what was starting to happen, I said to him, these things have to go. They can't be in there anymore. You know, the children are going to have to sit at the table and we got some alternate things to keep them busy at the table, but it's hard to, to go from what you were. And I think what the community likes about you to doing something else, but we felt that at the time it was the best decision for the benefit of the community. Um, and that's really how I think we all need to operate. So yeah, yeah it was hard. It was necessary. All right. Rapid fire. Okay. <laughs> 
I think you already answered one of the questions already, though. I think you did. <laughs> so we're, we're going to ask it. Best crab cake in Baltimore. Jason's. Okay. I never had a crab cake. Only use domestic Maryland crab. I never get, restaurant. I'm not trying to step on Coco's. I mean, everybody has their favorite place to get a crab cake. I don't do them at the restaurant. That's not, you know, but at home. (laughs) Okay. Best burger. Best burger. I mean, I like, I like the Crosstown burger. The Abbey, Abbey burger is a good one too. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough call between those two. Yeah. Yeah. I like Abbey burger. I like Hamilton Tavern's burger back in the day. They were open too. I like like that. Burger's good, yeah. Now, now exclude yourself from this question. Best (laughs) brunch. Best brunch. Miss Shirley's. Miss Shirley's. Miss Shirley's. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. What's your your go-to at Miss Shirley's? What's your go-to there? As the, oh. the, that uh, green fried green tomato, fried green tomatoes, yes, yeah, with the crab oh, and the corn and everything yes. on it. Yeah, yeah that's that my favorite. Good. And our daughter loves it there too. So we have the benefit of going to brunch there on a Monday or a Tuesday when we're closed and it's not crowded, yeah. and we can sit outside on their sidewalk, and it works out wonderfully for us. Nice, yep. that's, that's real nice. Flats <laughs> or drums? For- <laughs> I didn't even know what that was. Had, so, all right. Most people, most people I don't. Believe, most people don't. I believe the flats and drums have their place. They do. I love both. I love to dip the drums and I like to suck the meat off of the bones of the flats. So they don't fit in the, in the dipping container so good. You dip that little fat end of the drum right in the, in the dip and you're good to go. Flat. That's it. So I eat them all. How about blue cheese or ranch though? Which one do you pick? Oof. Oh, I, thought, like, yeah. I like blue cheese better though. Blue cheese. I think okay, blue good. Okay, you're saying, okay, we're good on that. Blue cheese. I like all the way hunk of blue cheese on there too, you know. <laughs> Favorite place to go on vacation? The beach. The beach. Which beach? I don't care what beach. Any beach. Okay, okay. Any beach. Any, any place on the water, any place on the ocean where there is sand and I can just sit and stare at the yeah. ocean oh. is fine with me. It can be any beach. It can be a Caribbean beach. It can be a Florida beach. It can be... A Delaware beach or Maryland beach. I don't care as long as it's a beach. I get to a beach. Yeah, I'm happy with beaches. (laughs) What inspires you guys every day? What inspires us every day? I don't know. Life. Having fun. (laughs) Having fun. Yeah. Uh, Spending time with our family. Uh, You know, my family and and, and our daughter and everything. All of that. Yeah. I just like to see what the day is going to bring, you know? Nice. What's the best advice you guys have ever received? Um, when I was a teenager, my dad told me never to work for anyone else. And if it was possible to work for myself. That's a good one. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> Did I say it? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best advice you ever received? The best advice I've ever received. I don't have an answer for that one because I can't think of anything offhand was given to me as advice. I wasn't paying enough. Listen to your wife. Listen to your wife. Yeah, that's a good one. Hey, you can't go wrong with that, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go wrong with that. But last question, you know, is where, um, where can we get you guys, find you guys like online? Like where can people who have never been to Silver Queen hearing this for the first time, where can they find you guys online? Where can we find out when updates are going on? I know everything's like, everything's opening so quickly right now in the world. Yeah. And I know you guys, you guys are taking your time rolling things out, which I love. I love that. Um, what do, what's the next move 
and Silver Queen's world as far as social media, all that stuff. So everybody, so it's a lot of questions in one. So it'll be first social media, second updates, what's going on, third, you know, as far as the window and carry out, what happens? What's, what happens next to Silver Queen? So, um, well, they can find, right yeah, they can find us online at you know silverqueencafe.com. Um, the website is not updated very often, though. That's just more like a place to have. We really do our updates on Facebook. Um, I do some updates on Instagram, but probably not as many as I should. I just feel like Facebook is the best platform for us to communicate because I can type out my very um, often verbose posts and <laughs> put lots of information in there and try to get it out to as many people as possible. Um, our next steps are just trying to figure out how we're going to navigate yeah. um, until we can open back up again safely. Uh, and I'm going to put the emphasis on safely. You know, we don't feel comfortable having people in the dining room right now. We have servers who don't feel comfortable being in a dining room and I don't blame them. And we don't require anybody who doesn't feel safe to come in. So we have to work around that. Um, we have our five-year anniversary coming up in November. And um, I was hoping that we were going to have a big celebration, but we'll have to see yeah, how we handle that. We'll see. November, maybe. Who knows? You never know. You never know. You never know. Yeah. And then we we are discussed. You guys were best of Baltimore, correct? Did I say that earlier? Best, best of Baltimore. Baltimore. Best chef in Baltimore, correct? Yeah, in the readers' poll. Yeah. Something like that. That's, 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 that's you know what I rather do with the readers than the than the critics. The readers are people. Yeah. Always, yeah. <laughs> the, readers, the readers come for five years now. Yeah. They come and eat your food. So kudos to you guys for what you Thanks. guys have Thank done so for the community. Uh, Always, like I said, my wife and I, we love going there, and it's one of our favorite places to go to. Uh, yeah, that, I'm that's glad just, to hear that. we do, and we're more of a brunch because we have a younger son, so like brunch is early, and then yeah. we can go, you know. And yeah. we used to, before baby, you guys probably saw us a lot more because I would come <laughs> random night. So, that so a kudos to you guys. What is the top three things that people buy at Silver Queen? The top three. Oh, the top three. Top three. Top three menu items that that always Um, sell out. I saw now I saw soft shells last week, but I don't consider that part of the menu. I'm talking about when you get the menu back online, the top three things that people go crazy. And when they see it on you post it on Facebook, it's game over. Lights out, people. Scallops. 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 Absolutely scallops. Um, once we post that we have scallops back in for the season, oh, everybody every, we, people flock and they get them. Yep. And, um, the ticket board is full of nothing but scallops, yes. uh, fried chicken. Yeah. That is good. Yes. Wow. Wow. That, oh my God. I didn't think about that. Wow. Then what about the, um, for brunch? What's the, what's the top, what's the top two things for brunch? Oh, shrimp and grits and French toast. Okay. I love French your biscuits. Toast is the big one. I, I I normally get two or three biscuits on the side to go home. Cause <laughs> I, I, love your, I love the biscuits. And I love the whole main jam you guys have also. So that, oh, great. That's good stuff. So look at me. I know a lot about your restaurant. Yeah, every time you come in, I count the biscuits. I'm like, do we have enough? <laughs> there might, like, might be like 12 of them left. I don't know. I will tell an amazing story to your listeners. I um, You made this amazing crab and shrimp pizza. Yeah. yeah. I remember you made it. And I remember one night I was like hoping you had it. And you said, Hold on one second. Let me see what I can put together. And I remember that night you made me, and people saw it come out and they're like, what is that? And it was just like, <laughs> this, and for you to do that, that was amazing. That that was heartwarming. And, you know, 
I'll tell anybody, you want something to, some of the best food, great, great hospitality, warming environment, great music in the background, <laughs> Silver Queen's your place. And every time my friends tell me, they're like, when we come back in town, we have to go there for brunch. And I'm like, <laughs> of course, you know, you, it's good music, great food, and a great atmosphere. And that comes from the top. That comes from you guys running your shop the way you run your shop. And so kudos to you guys, everything you guys have done. All right. Thanks. Is there anything you guys want to say to the audience before we head out on head out? And because this is going to come out, actually, I'm going to have this come oh. out very soon. Yeah. Um, just that we miss. We really, really miss having a full dining room. It, it was just such a. Yeah. The noise and the um, laughter. Yeah. To and, walk into the dining room right now is heartbreaking and hard. And it really just it really sucks because I just miss the crowds being there and I miss seeing the people and I miss seeing our neighbors and I miss the, um, just the joyful kind of atmosphere and, and yeah, hearing the raucous laughter and, and seeing those celebrations. Yeah. So if I want to say anything, it's just that I, I miss everyone. I, I want to see our customers again. I miss them. I miss their faces. I miss their kids. I miss their wives. I miss their husbands. I miss them all. Yeah. I miss seeing people's faces when the food hits the table. Sometimes if I'm particularly pleased with one of my did not last, so I have a chance to look out the window and watch their face, but it's put in front of them. And I see their face light up and I'm it just it, it means all the world to me. I will tell you, it, it feels like a community community event when you go there. And that's one thing I do miss. Like it's kind of like um, a, the cheers of restaurants. You know, you have yeah. everybody knows your name. <laughs> and at Silver Queen, you yeah. felt that way. Everybody knows your name. Yeah. You knew the norms. You knew everybody who came into the restaurant. You knew the people who, you, you knew, you're like, these are my neighbors. Oh, my, you're here tonight. And I met so many great people from there, neighbors from that area. So, again, kudos to you guys for having that environment and making it such a special place. And you, and I'm, we're excited for you guys to open the carry out. I'm very, very excited. And I yeah. can't wait for you know, everything's happening. So I definitely, again, thank you guys for coming on. This has been a year in the making for us to sit down and do this. <laughs> and I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And um, I can't wait for you guys, get back, all the restaurants on Hartford Corridor to open back up totally because we really, us, really, us we really miss everybody. And hopefully, and I know this is a shot in the dark and maybe one day they can actually take out the parking spaces right in front of your restaurant and put a barrier <laughs> You know, they do it, they do it on Charles Street all the time. On I Charles know. Street, we at, would love at, at for the, that pizza, to the, the pizza place on Charles Street. I can't this this is my name right now. I can't remember the pizza place. Um, but they do uh every lunch, not, not every lunch, but once a month, summertime, they put a barrier in where those parking spaces are. And yeah. they put high tables right there. I think that oh, would that be cool. Amazing. I think that would be cool on Hartford Road. I think that. We need to be creative for our restaurants going forward. I really think we need to be. I agree. Yeah, and I, I think agree. I think that's an idea that needs to be brought up and brought up and brought up again until it happens. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys have saw the salt one, um, one of our lovely websites of our area <laughs> that a lot of people are really pushing for like a rest, like an eating area down in yep. further down. But I'm like, that's not, that's impossible for a restaurant all the way down at the <laughs> end of um, Harper Road near the bridge. It's it's a little bit too far logistically, logistically to make it happen. Logistically, is a nightmare. Yeah. yeah, right. I know a lot, and then people are pushing it for it because they really, really care about you guys and the restaurants. Yeah, and- yeah. I, I I think so too. I think everybody wants to. Um, I think everybody is eager to support their local businesses, yeah. and that's one of the things I really like about this community. 
Okay. Well, I, that was it. You guys have stepped into the No Pixel Dark podcast. Hope it wasn't too bad. You guys were drinking your wine, having beer, and relax and have a good time. So I'm going to go get my beer. Salute. Cheers to you guys. <laughs> and thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, folks. Thank All you. Right, thank you.